Qualified Charitable Distributions, or QCDs. What are they and how do they impact you? If you're taking a required minimum distribution, or you should be taking a required minimum distribution, this show is for you. We're going to cover a secret, or not really a secret, but a tactic that not too many people know about that may impact you greatly as you enter retirement. What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio. Alongside me today is Tony Shore. Tony, thanks for joining me. We're going to talk about qualified charitable distributions. And before you fall asleep, I need to ask you, did you buy anything on Black Friday? It's not going to be a discussion. It's going to be a yes and no answer. I want to know. You're putting me on the spot. Uh, you know, I'm like, well, should I tell the truth or should I tell you, no, I stayed home and just spent time with my family, didn't look at my cell phone, didn't buy anything. All right. That's no. an answer. I'm going to take that as no, yes, you I, did. So. I did. Yeah. I I went so, out. I bought, uh, the, there was a limited edition Black Friday only uh, release, uh, a Frank Zappa 10-inch vinyl that I got. Oh, so. my God. All right. So you just age yourself there by telling everyone you listen to Frank Zappa. I know. I know. And, and, and that I'm crazy. You, but I, I collect Frank. I'm not into all his weirdness, but he was a talented fella, and I collect some of his records. So let's leave it at that. And for the listeners, I have no idea what we're talking about. Last show, we talked about Buy Nothing. Uh, day when to replace Black Friday, so it's anti-consumerism. Just don't buy anything. Spend time with your friends and family. I thought I was cracking Tony, and he did not break. He is still American. Yeah, but I limited. I limited what I spent, and I didn't spend what I did not have. So that I listened to that part of the discussion, and I think that's the important part. Mm, yeah. well, I'm going <laughs> I'm, I'm to let you off the hook because okay. the listeners are here today. We're going to talk about qualified charitable distributions. All right. And I know that you don't know or you haven't had to do any of these because in order to do these, you have to be 70 and a half. And it relates to required minimum, required minimum distributions. We did a show at the beginning of the year on RMDs, required minimum distributions, and you got it confused with REM and the <laughs> musical, the, the band. So... And you put me to sleep and put me in REM with that um, discussion. So if you oh. want to hear a lot of detail about required minimum distributions, some tactics and tricks, listen to that show. I'll put a link in the show notes. Now, let's talk about QCDs. So have you ever heard of these before, Tony? I mean, we I, I, did yes. touch upon yeah. them last time, but I've, you probably I've heard forgot. of QCDs. Yep. We're not talking about quality compact discs we're talking about you literally stole my joke i was saving that Uh, one all right uh here we go uh so let's first talk about the purpose so um tomorrow i am doing a seminar and it's going to be about this topic and it's going to be at the east lake library in palm harbor and i'm doing it with a lawyer who specializes in estate planning we're going to talk about charitable giving and leaving a legacy wills and that kind of thing. Um, so if you're, if you're listening just now and you want to come, that's going to be December. Uh, what is the date? Uh, the sixth, the seventh, this Friday. So the sixth, um, at the library. So 
the topic is about giving money to charity, but in particular, it's about avoiding taxes on required minimum distributions. So let's just take two seconds to talk about RMDs. Um, when you hit 70 and a half, Tony, you have to take money out of your IRA. That's just the rule. Yep. The government wants their tax revenue. You never pay tax on it, so they want you to take it out so they can tax you. Yeah. Now, a lot of people mess this up, especially that first year when you turn 70 half, because you just, you're not thinking about it. So you have to make sure you, you don't mess it up, because if you do mess it up, do you remember what the penalty is? Uh, no, it's, it's a big one though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's 50, 50%, five zero. So if you're supposed to take out two grand and you miss it, you're going to get penalized a thousand bucks and then you have to take out the two grand. Ouch. Yeah. And you get nothing for that. You can't write off that. So, um, you don't want to miss your deadline Uh, and that's a big thing that people do. They miss their deadline for required minimum distributions. And now the first year you get some leeway. They wait, they let you take it in April of the following year, but you don't want to wait. You don't want to miss it because every other year after that, it's December 31st is the deadline. By the way, when you're taking a required minimum distribution, don't wait until last minute because if you call up your, whoever has your money, your IRA, and you say, give me a check for whatever dollar, and it's December 25th or 6th, and they're like, yeah, okay, and then they cut the check, but they didn't really cut the check until... You know how things take time. If they get it out in January, you've missed the deadline, and it's your fault, not theirs. It's always your fault, even if the company messes up. So just try and get it done early, right? That's the way I look at it. Um, Another big mistake about RMDs before we get into the qualified charitable distributions is miscalculating. There's a formula for all this, and you you can calculate it on your own. You can have the companies calculate it for you, but you have to do it for all your IRAs. So you can't um, you can't forget that. You have to run the formula against every IRA you have. Now, you could take from one IRA to satisfy all, but if you mess up the formula, that's on you. So you got to make sure you're paying attention to the math. And basically, it's a percentage of what you have in an IRA, and you have to take that out every year following 70 and a half. By the way, you can't combine it with your spouse. Oh, my wife took her IRA distribution, so that's good for the two of us. We're we're married. Doesn't work that way. And don't miss an account. This is a big one, Tony. I I see people miss accounts. Oh, I didn't know I had that IRA. I forgot about it. The IRS didn't, and they're <laughs> gonna penalize you on it. You know what I mean? So yeah. get your accounts in order. The only time that people um, another big mistake people do is if you're still working, and you're seventy and a half, which a lot of people are doing that, right? You know. They're still working into their 70s. And they think, oh, I don't have to take my RMD because I'm still working. That's correct if you have a 401k. But what if you have an IRA from another company or your own IRA on the side? They don't care if you're working. You just still got to take it. Yep. And and last but not least, Tony, the biggest mistake I see people making, you know, you don't have to have, uh, you don't have to be 70 and a half to take an RMD. You can have a, a RMD before 70 and a half. You could be, 25 years old and have an RMD. It's all about whose IRA IRA is it. If you inherit an IRA, there's an RMD on there and you have to start taking it. So if you're 30 years old and your grandmother dies and leaves you $50,000 in an IRA and you inherit it, you got to take minimum distributions every year. But I thought there was a stretch option where you wouldn't have to. 
Well, you don't have to, right. So there is a stretch where you can actually take it over your lifetime, but you still got to take the required minimum oh. distributions. Yeah. And you could stretch it up to two generations. So you can, your grandmother can die and leave you something and you could be, you know, 23 years old and you can have that for the rest of your life. You don't have to take it all at, at that point. We'll try telling a 23 year old not to spend it all, but assuming they don't, they still have to take some every year. So you have minimum distributions all your life. Now, Enough on the RMDs. Let's talk about qualified charitable distributions. So this is for people that want to give money. Okay. In the past, what you do is you give money and you write it off in your taxes. Remember that was the big thing. I gave, you know, $500 to Goodwill, you know, let me write that off from the taxes. Well, the tax code has changed a bit. And speaking of that, I think this is a perfect time to have my, one of my kids give a little disclaimer about me giving tax advice. Why don't we throw him in there right now? Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This podcast is informational purposes only and is not intended to provide tax or accounting advice. Well, Dan, this is a great discussion, especially for those out there who uh, need to worry about their distributions in retirement from their IRAs, their 401ks, 403bs, any type of tax deferred account or retirement account. Um, you don't want to miss the required minimum distributions and you, because of that huge penalty you were talking about. But really, this is all part of year-end planning. I mean, there's year-end tax planning, and that even ties into your distributions from your retirement accounts. And I would imagine this gets complicated for people, but this is a big part of what you help your clients with, isn't it? That's right. So I do some tax planning for people um, to help them, especially those in retirement. And this is why I want to talk about it this at this point, because it's not too late. It's, it's before the end of the year. And if you want to do this, you have to do it in the calendar year. So let's talk specifically about how this strategy might work. So qualified charitable distributions are only available to people that are 70 and a half. So even if you're 40 years old and you inherited an IRA, you can't do this. You have to be actually 70 and a half. Okay. So what you're doing fundamentally is instead of donating to charity with your own money, um, you know, from your checking account, you're actually going to take money from your IRA and directly transfer it to the charity. So there's a very, it's very important that you understand that I'm, I'm being specific about the language. You have to do a QCD or a qualified charitable distribution from the IRA on the paperwork so that the, the check is cut directly to the charity, not to you who then sends it to the charity, you know, cashes it and then gives the charity money. You have to specify it so the IRS knows that it is a qualified charitable distribution. So right now, if you donate to charity, you can write it off as a tax on your taxes. But what's happened is the tax laws have changed and the standard deduction for everyone has gotten so high that most people don't itemize anymore. So because they don't itemize anymore, you can't write off a charitable distribution because it doesn't make sense. Unless you have a lot of itemizations, you could still do that. So for the majority of the people who can't itemize, what do they do? How can they still contribute to charity and get a tax break? This is the way to do it. If you tell your IRA provider, whoever's controlling it, can you move money from this my account over to my charity of choice? 
It's got to be a 501c3. It can't be Tony and Dan's, you know, pie-making charity. It's got to be a 501c3. And you can have that check go directly to that company, and you get it. You don't have to pay taxes on it. Even though it's coming from your IRA, you don't pay taxes on it because it's going to charity. And so what people can do is they might say, I have an RMD that I don't really need the money for, and I don't want to pay taxes on it. They could send that directly to charity and avoid the taxes, yet satisfy their RMD so they don't have to take the other money out on for themselves. Sound pretty good? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I think I think this is important for people to know. It's a strategy that um, it's it's been around, but people haven't really used it because they would rather itemize. But now that people aren't itemizing, they I'm afraid that people aren't going to give to charity as much because they don't get the tax benefit. Now, I'm not saying that people aren't charitable in general. No, I think you're but, right. When I heard about the tax law changes, that was a big concern of mine. Is that people would maybe not yeah, give to charity as yeah. much? And people aren't itemizing as much and, and that people aren't, they might not give to charities as much because of, you know, it doesn't have the big, you can't get the tax right off. Right. And it still is that case, but for people over 70 and a half, this is the way to get that direct benefit. I mean, it's dollar for dollar. Whatever you donate, you don't pay taxes on it wow. at all. So you could start distributing money from your IRA um, to a charity and not pay taxes on it. So it is a great little tool and people need to understand that not only do you not pay tax, it doesn't count as your adjusted gross income. So you don't, whereas if you take an IRA distribution normally that counts toward your gross income and you, in your tax bracket and it raises your tax bracket and you pay taxes on it. But if you do a qualified charitable distribution, you avoid adding that amount to your adjusted gross income. And there's in, you know, and right now you don't have to worry about the itemized limit, you know, you, the, the, you know, the, the standard deduction, you could do this on top of the standard deduction. Whereas, okay, if you itemize, you can't do both. You can't take a qualified charitable distribution, write it off and then go online and go and do an itemized deduction and say, yeah, I gave that to charity and write it off again. You can only do it once. So it's in lieu of having to itemize. I think it's a great great concept and the big kicker and why we're talking about rmds is you could satisfy your required minimum distribution this way so you don't have to take money out in another way or another time um, because you're satisfying it even though it's going to charity and you're not paying taxes on it you've satisfied your rmd i think it's really strategic for those that are giving and that are over 70 and a half Right. Uh, and that is a good strategy. And I, I know that you've used that strategy uh, to help your clients. And I think it's always important to, you know, whenever you're talking about taxes, whenever taxes come into play, which they do always when you're talking about your money, uh, but especially with retirement accounts, because uh, in order to save money uh, as you were saving and, and hopefully grow a little bit more money, you put it in tax deferred. But that means, you know, Uncle Sam, it's a joint account, right? With Uncle Sam. And he wants his yeah. 20 or 30%, which is tough. Because I, I think a lot of people save and save and they look at their 401k and like, wow, I've got $100,000 saved up, you know, after, at the end of my career or 250 or 500 or whatever, a million, whatever it is. And they're like, mm -hmm. but if you have $100,000 in a 401k, 20% uh, of that might be Uncle Sam's. Well, it depends on your tax yeah. bracket for yeah. sure. 
but this would be a way to avoid that by taking the amount you're supposed to take out and give it directly to charity. And if you're going to give to charity anyway, why not do it this way to save taxes? I'm not trying to tell you to avoid tax. Well, I am. I guess I am. Here's a way to avoid some taxes. I'm not against taxes. I just like paying just what I have to, not more. And it's a great tool for people that aren't really familiar because it's, it is complicated. You know, you have to do it the right way. You can really mess this up. You could say, Oh, I'm supposed to take 4,000 from my IRA this year. Um, so you take it and then you write a check to charity for 4,000. You say, yeah, I did it. Here you go. You'd get taxed on that. You did it incorrectly. Like I said, you have to have it go direct to the charity. You can't be the middleman. So there's some, some rules on it. I think people just don't know about it. And the more people know about it, I think the more inclined they will be to use it. Again, you have to be 70 and a half. So it's a very specific person that would do this, but you never know. And by the way, Tony said, you know, you might have a hundred thousand in your IRA, your IRA. Um, the RMD increases every year as you get older, the government wants you to take a bigger and bigger chunk of that out to pay taxes. There is a limit on the qualified charitable distributions of 100,000. So you can only give a hundred thousand per year on this. Uh. Just for those listening sure. that are interested, <laughs> sure. but think about it. You can't you can't just give your whole charitable distribution away, uh, your, your your own IRA away to charity, and and you know they want those tax revenue, so there is a limit on it. But that doesn't apply to many people. No, but it's just a tool. It's just a, a thing that I thought of. It's going to be something we talk about at the seminar, and I thought I'd spend a few moments to talk about it today because, hey, you never know. Someone might be listening, saying, "Oh." I, I don't really need my RMD. And that means they're in a good spot, right? They're in a good financial spot. But rather than, you know, take it anyway, pay the taxes and spend it on uh, Black Friday records, Frank Zappa record, <laughs> why not just take it directly and give it to charity and get the tax right? There off? you go. That's a much better idea. Uh, good point. I like that. Uh, next year, let's shoot for that. So if anyone listening is interested in doing some sort of uh, qualified charitable distribution and they want to know more about it, they might need help calculating their RMD. They might be new to the game. Um, there are, I would suggest you listen to our show on required minimum distributions because we go in depth about all, how it's calculated and mistakes people make. But if you're also saying, yeah, I understand that, but I didn't know I can go and give directly to charity and, and not have to itemize my taxes. This is great. Tell me more. I'll be glad to talk you through it. Anytime I can help people give to charity makes me feel good too. Just give me a call and I'll walk you through the process. The number is 888-508-5935 or go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. All right. Thanks, Dan. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. 
The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphi Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.